to somebody about the Rosenstein thing. Is he resigning or being fired, or is there a difference, or what does it mean? How crazy is DC going to go? Does it fly under the radar because we're talking about Kavanaugh's penis, or is it the other way around? We stop. You are. We stop. Start. Stop talking about KP and move over to the Russia investigation. Before we get into the bulk of the hour, this is super germane to what we were just talking about, and I didn't see it on the uh, sound sheet. Can I hear uh, a Kavanaugh number two, and then we'll move on to other things? This is Dick Durbin, Senator Dick. That's no surprise. Durbin. If another person was in the the house that night and had no occurrence, like that uh, the one that was uh, stated by Dr. Ford, there's oh, yeah. no reason why they would even remember that party scene 36 years ago. Yeah, I've I've uh, I've heard that before, and it just. It stands in stark contrast to what we've been talking about, which is the formation of memories, particularly emotional memories, um, and how anybody throwing around, oh, you'd never forget stuff like that. Oh, man, the science is way, way more complicated than that. So we got this uh, Kelly Cohen from Politico. Per a source, Rod Rosenstein is, or the Washington Examiner, uh, Rosenstein is still the Attorney General as of right now. He'd previously scheduled a meeting at 12 p.m., which he is at. The Axos report that he verbally resigned is false. Though yeah, there was the a conversation Journal, over the weekend. The Wall Street Journal was reporting that he was heading for the White House expecting to be fired. I don't know. If this, I, just, hey, do me a favor, folks. If at the end of the day none of this happens, remember this day. Of course, he could have said that in joking. Also, as he headed out the door. Oh, my God. You're the White House. Suppose I'm going to get fired. You know, like we always say every time the boss wants to talk to us. Right. Nice working with you fellows. We say that every time. Right. Anybody got a cardboard box? Right. So, oh, my God. That's a good theory. That's what he said. Heading to the White House. Reckon I'll get fired. (laughs) And somebody called the New York Times. Be nice to the new guy. Ha, ha, ha. I got a scoop for you. We'll see. Just let's remember this day. I will. It's an historic day. Sean, I remember Friday you were all excited you were going off to a reunion of sorts or something. Uh, it was a, a wedding. An, an old high school buddy of mine was uh, was taking taking the final step in, in, in adulthood and getting marriage. And, and, uh, well, the final step is death. But, uh, okay, so not one the of final your steps. step. Um, uh, that's that's the, the two things that will all drop what we're doing for, pretty much. The funerals and the weddings. Mm-hmm. You can get everything together for. And you saw people you hadn't seen in forever. Yes, yeah, some of which more than ten years probably since the last time I, I've seen them, and uh, many of my my friends that I still you know communicate with through text and phones and try to you know Facebook stuff, try to do the best you can to stay in touch as people move all over. Uh, but they, a lot of them are parents now, and it's a very weird thing to see the people that I was in high school with have little versions of themselves, kind of trailing them as uh, as they meander about our, our social gatherings. Yeah, when that first starts happening, it's just unbelievable. You? You have a responsibility. Yeah, you see them have like wow. these responsibilities. I can remember when you, nobody would have given you any responsibility. I've seen you do things that would keep you off circuit courts. <laughs> Never mind the Supreme Court. <laughs> yeah, it, just little things like, well, I'd be having a conversation with them, and all of a sudden they would just have those parental triggers of, wait, it's been, you know, three minutes since i've heard my kids do something where where's where okay there okay there he is okay we're good what were you saying yeah your radar goes off yeah just and it was was, yeah it was fascinating to see those things that i recognize in my own parents from growing up and now seeing it happen in in the people that i'm the same age of suppose it's the circle of life like elton john sang about yeah we've talked about this before on one hand it's great that we text and facebook and that sort of stuff on the other hand you realize when you're with people that it is not a substitute for actual conversation with them Mm-mm. being in the same room with them no no it's very much like a diet pill i think 
it's, it's, it gives you a similar feeling. I don't want to eat anymore, but you have taken in no nutrition. Good one. I mean, Thank even you. even beyond the obvious of I'm here all week, it's great to hug your friends and you know just give them the good pats on. Hey, it's great to see you. But just the the eye contact during communication does weird things to soul fulfillment that I don't think we completely understand yet. Oh, and the weird thing with getting together with old friends, you are immediately right back where you were before. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's, it's just, amazing how quickly you yeah. you cannot talk to people for years. And you just you just right back there. It's just it's it's incredible. Somebody cracks a joke, you reckon? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's, that's right. right. Yeah, that's yeah. your sense of humor. That's yeah, exactly the guy. joke you would make. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Oh, I missed this. Yeah, yeah, that's nice. For me, it's now I remember why I hated you. <laughs> <laughs> There's that. <laughs> uh, although you know, it's funny when I went to my high school reunion, there were. There were some people whose my memory of them had grown kind of softer focused and and uh, and and affectionate, like all the guys I played baseball with. And then I ran into a couple of them, and God, the one guy was just a dope and obnoxious. And there were a couple of people. And I was like, like you re remembered that, or you didn't know it back at the time? Well, I don't. Um, maybe a little of both. I think the memory had softened through the years and become more rosy. And or maybe they just uh, they kept their mouth shut to not be thought a fool mm-hmm. at the time. Um, and now they're removing all doubt to uh, paraphrase Twain. But no, that's Twain. I thought it was Lincoln. I got a Lincoln's here story. It was for Twain you. quoting Lincoln. The uh, the Smithsonian may was quoting Thomas Jefferson, who was quoting Kurt Vonnegut. The Smithsonian may have spent six and a half million dollars on a hat that they thought President Lincoln wore, but didn't. Mm. So, one of his stovepipe hats. That's his look, right? That's his brand. Sure. My brand's what? The beard, the hat, the crazy wife? That's my brand, right? Hey, Mary, I'm going with the trucker's cap today. Hey, that's not your brand. (laughs) All right. That's your Mary Todd? (laughs) That's right. Huh. It's been hailed on three continents. (laughs) Abraham! Abraham! I'm not sure how many times uh, Abe ever did that. All right. (laughs) When he was exasperated with his crazy fat wife, he would. Six and a half million dollars for the stuff. I'm a Midwesterner. I know these things. This is considered the crown jewel of the Abraham Lincoln Presidential Library. Yeah, not so much. Uh, one of just three thought to still exist may not have belonged to the 16th president after all, according to new information. Oh, now, dang it. It was a different guy with the same hat size. Now questions are being asked about Lincoln's boots and Lincoln's hockey stick. <laughs> You know, that reminds me, his crazy wife, Mary Todd, there's a story in the Burlingame book, which is supposed to be the best Lincoln book ever written, about uh, somebody seeing Lincoln come out of his house one time, and he walks out, and he slams the gate, and he walks off in, his, in the midst of one of his uh, many difficult times with his crazy wife. Yeah, yeah, a lot of spats. And it's just I just thought that was such a humanizing thing to picture, because, you know, you see the Daniel Day-Lewis thoughtful looking off in the distance right. considering the Constitution leaking and then they slam and they get my wife son of a bitch <laughs> <laughs> I can't take another hour I swear to God if we didn't have three kids I'm out I'm so out <laughs> where's Jonathan Spoth when you need him oh wow no? wow that would be an odd thing to say Too I'm soon. going to the theater to relax <laughs> oh Michael Too soon. the man was murdered but uh both of you Ask for a little respect. I liked Too him. soon. I liked him angry at his wife slamming the gate. Oh, yeah, I just yeah. thought that was a really humanizing look. With perhaps that hat on. I might have to reread that one. Which was the one that was that was like multiple 2,000 page volumes? That's the one, yeah. Yeah, I, I got Great through book, the first though. one. Huh.
Oh, um, yeah, I tell you what, that book is worth reading for the description of AIDS childhood alone. Now, incredibly poor they were. Like bug-eating poor. Bug-eating poor. And they are happy to have a bug. Um, and the fact that Lincoln, Abe himself, was a slave. I don't think that was a coincidence. When his, to his dad sold him off as a right. slave. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't go to his dad's funeral. Hated him so much. Right. Um. Uh, duh. So are we talking to somebody, Hanson, or are we still trying to dig somebody up? We'll do something. We're That's efforting. Fun. Change in the world of gay dating apps. Okay. And performing art-oriented schools are uh, similar, in my opinion. Oh. A couple of wacky stories. I saw that one. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So who is this woman that tweeted this? Do we know her? Is she something? She's a White House correspondent for the New York Times. Never heard of her. That's a big deal. And what did she just uh, tweet? Uh, Here at the White House, there's no sign of Rosenstein. A lone intern is keeping watch over the comms office, and no one seems to have any idea what is actually happening. Meanwhile, on Twitter, literally any employment situation is a possibility. Good job, everyone. Wow. That's some good, bitter sarcasm there. She's basically calling out the frantic media for, I'm actually here, and there's nothing happening. And nobody has any knowledge of anything happening. And that was as of 12 minutes ago. Well, and there was a single intern at the communications office just hanging out. I'll have them get back to you when when they come back to the office. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> and yet there's fevered reporting mm. in all quarters. Mm. I told you, mark this day. <laughs> okay. You, you can't be contemptuous of the mainstream media in the mainstream media enough. Well, we get the government we deserve. We get the media we deserve. It's our... We deserve a kick in the crotch. It's our, ooh, my phone dinged. What's the latest on this right. mentality? Tell me, tell me, tell me. I don't care if it's true. Just tell right. me something. That is, that is it. Right. That is what's actually going on Just in our brains. Give me endorphins. Give me endorphins. I don't care if it's true. Just tell me something exciting. Right. That is actually what my brain is thinking. Yes. I don't care if it's true. Just tell me something exciting. Yes. And the media has picked up on that. And that they're, that's what they're giving us. A couple of oddly related stories for you that have nothing to do with Rod Rosenstein, Brett Kavanaugh, his unit, uh, women with faulty memories are accurate, none of it. <laughs> if, if Joe's wrong about his prediction of Republicans losing for the next 100 years, <laughs> will he eat his flying car on Mars? That's pretty funny. <laughs> Thank you for that contribution. So you get your famous, uh, your famous performing arts schools in New York. You, re- you remember the Fame uh, oh, you, show? You got to be really talented to get into those. schools. Yeah, well, that's the way it used to be. Now we're talking about um, the middle schools, the academic New Voices School of Academic and Creative Arts. It's one of the big middle schools in New York that's that's pitched toward the performing arts, and for its entire existence, you had to audition for it and interview for it, etc. And it was a place for really talented kids to to go f- far in in the arts. Well, now to quote the New York Post, never played an instrument, no problem, you're in the band. 
the area's lone performing arts middle school is now forbidden from holding auditions. The Department of Education says the new... A pro- performing arts school right. can't have auditions. Correct. How am I going to know how good a trumpet player you are? Doesn't matter. Department of Education spokeswoman said, the, or spokesman said the process will allow all kids with uh, an opportunity uh, without the pressure of auditioning at such a young age. The department says audition-based admissions were blocking underprivileged kids from getting in. Is this a, t- a tied to the the no public presentations thing? Do they still need to submit like an audio recording of them playing? No, no, they're they're no. It's a lottery now. Um, and and you can't even base it on their grades. They say it was uh, keeping out people of color and homeless students um, from getting in. Um, well, it probably was keeping a lot of homeless students from being able to get in. Yeah. When it was just whoever the best cello player was, I you don't see that many homeless people with a with a cello. Yeah. So you have that. So have we just decided as a country that there'll be no schools for the best of anything? Well, I'll tell no you this. No law school that's just the best people out there, no music school, just we just won't do that. The, w- I've I've talked to quite a number of educators about this through the years, and it's infinitely clear, it is undeniable, that the budget that used to go toward um, advanced education within public schools, you know, uh, what do they call it, um, GATE, gifted and... Talented education. Yeah, that's it. I was thinking G-A-I-T. That's the wrong spelling of the word, Joe. I don't know, and that's not surprising. Uh, right, gifted and talented education. Those budgets now have been stripped to the bone or eliminated completely in favor of English as a second language, bringing uh, immigrant kids up to speed, including illegals, uh, and also um, some of the uh, the rulings in terms of integrating handicapped kids uh, physically and emotionally, um, uh, kids with autism and and. Uh, kids with various physical handicap, deafness, and that sort of thing. That's a very, very expensive endeavor. And there's a lot of it that's incredibly noble, and I do not dislike. I'm not arguing against it. But that has been the change in the budgeting. Um, I think it is, well, it's a very powerful indicator of a society when they abandon helping the best and brightest become as great as they can be in favor of just kind of a slogging mediocrity, but make sure everybody's included. And, you know, people could make the argument, well, let's, you know, it's public education. you got to make sure everybody has access and um, and, and you don't want to leave anybody, anybody behind. And that's, you know, a morally fairly persuasive argument. Yeah, at just a regular school, I could see the argument for we don't have a gifted program, we have it for this other stuff. But at a performing arts school that's just for, this is where all the best from around this area come to be at a school that focuses on performing arts Mm -hmm. what's wrong with that yeah why not have a one place where all the best from all the various schools go and you audition and if you're a good enough trumpet player or harp player or whatever the hell it is painter you get in no we're moving into the 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 muddling mediocrity society i was talking about i will also tell you this and i have no credit for it it's not a moral strength it's just what i was born with i learned so quickly in school i went crazy in school i would ended up in jail if it were not for special programs like that because they kept my mind occupied i could not sit there and take it um so you know i'm very grateful for the programs at my school but um it's an indicator of society here's another good one this is from al anonymous i guess i'm not gonna uh Oh, it's gay Mike, anonymous or not, he says. Um, 
Uh, says some really nice things about the show. Doesn't agree all the time, but uh, really. What? Thank you for the. Uh, what? Yeah. Uh, your humor is the only thing that makes a two-hour commute tolerable. Oh, man, that's that's rough. Apparently, you are no longer allowed to express, he says, getting onto the gist of his email, any sort of physical preference on the gay dating app, Grinder. Everyone should be attracted to everyone else, and if you aren't, then you're a racist, trans, homophobe, and committing the unforgivable sin of othering. You can't say you like fat, hairy guys? Right. If that's, that's what you like? That's othering, because you're making the, the other people who are not that the other. What the if the skinny hairless? The skinny hairless. Exactly. Oh, um, let's see. Uh, OMFG. Anyway, no longer will you be allowed to indicate the type of individuals you find attractive. If your patriarchal, heteronormed, white privileged background has warped you into preferring tall, blue-eyed blondes with a specific height-weight proportion range, uh, be prepared to welcome advances from those short, round gingers now, and don't say anything offensive when they hit on you. They don't particularly mention ageism in this article, but I wonder if all college-age guys will be allowed to keep their near-my-age-only or 18-22 to please notices. Surely that's another form of othering. Once those are gone, I'm sure there will be a lot more conversations about the state of college-age souls. But you're not doing uh. anybody any good. Oh, yes, you are, Jack. You're making everyone equal. But but obviously you're not. So all, all you're going to end up with is a whole bunch of people who aren't uh, short, hairy guys, because this person wants a short, hairy guy. Um, they're just going to get turned down. How does that help them in any way? And then his sign-off is incredibly long, but it's clear from the way it is spelled he would like me to read it in a mock German accent, and I would be delighted. <clears throat> Remember, all they are creative and equal, and you better find them attractive even if they choose to wear dresses instead of chaps. This is a very gay thing to say, Mike. Thank you for the note. I've never really had a type, but I know a lot of people do. Yeah, I kind of do, did, but um, this is all just of uh, of a kind. It's this overweening desire to just eliminate any inequality, and there will be inequality from now till the end of time and should be. As uh, Thomas Sowell put it so brilliantly, you can have two kids, or in my case, three kids, who are raised in the same household by the same parents... The same income level, the same moral beliefs, all of it. Same and have, nutrition. Same nutrition, yeah, good point. And have wildly different outcomes for those three children. How are you going to force equal outcomes on the millions of people from the millions of families in America? Right. That is an absurd and, and, frankly, incredibly dangerous notion. Boy, and in the dating world, it's really insane. Well, it's stupid. It's, it's such a great example of your ideology trumping not only your logic, but all your life experience. That's how blinding ideology can be. Shocking. What's coming up in your news, Marsha Phillips? Well, we've got questions and confusion swirling around Attorney General Rod Rosenstein and his future job status. My type is a woman at least six foot tall. Gotta have an underbite. I just <laughs> find an underbite really attractive. Dems are stepping up demands for a halt to the Kavanaugh Supreme Court nomination and getting lobsters loaded. Now the government is involved. It's because of your Bruce Springsteen thing, isn't it? You kind of want to pretend I she's Bruce Bruce was a girl. in the dark. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. So I'm surprised, happily surprised, that the Michael Avenatti, Stormy Daniels lawyer, 
his claims are not getting more attention. I've I've hardly seen heard much mention of it today. So the media is ignoring him. It would good and, and and taking his claims is not that credible. He's beneath contempt. He is, but um, I didn't think that would have mattered. I didn't think that would matter today. Well, right. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying that as if that's self-evidently disqualifying for, you know, cable news. It's obviously not. Yeah. Please. And, this whole uh, thing. I, I, you know, listen, you're looking at the politics of it. I'm trying to argue mostly argue the merits of it. I think to, to work your side of the street, Avenatti coming up with some sort of kind of weak, weird, half-ass-ish, nutty claim kind of clouds the rest of it, in a way. You think it hurts their argument? Yeah, in a way. Hmm, interesting. Could be. Yeah, I don't, I don't it know. It does make it easier to say, see, it's all a bunch of crap. Yeah, everybody's throwing all sorts of stuff at this guy. It's a character assassination, which I believe it to be. News now, Marsha Phillips. Well, we got yet another variation on this story. Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein is reportedly being summoned to the White House as speculation about his future is growing. For a meeting that was already planned, according to some. NBC News says Rosenstein will refuse to resign and will say he will have to be fired if President Trump wants him out. Okay, that's the 11th variation of the story I've heard from the WAPO, Politico, the New York Times, the New Yorker, NBC News, CNN. We can't let this happen again, people. If he ends up staying around and none of this happened, let's not get all excited the next time. Unless it's just as media critics to say, look what they're saying again. Rosenstein had strongly denied a New York Times report that he considered wearing a wire in meetings with President Trump last year. The New York Times is standing by that story. Meanwhile, Democrats, including the top Democrat on the Senate Judiciary Committee, Senator Dianne Feinstein, calling for a halt to any further proceedings of Kavanaugh's nomination, Brett Kavanaugh's Supreme Court nomination. Yeah, we need to delay, we know, Diane. This after, Why didn't you not delay in bringing that letter forward, you phony liar? This after a second woman came forward to accuse him of sexual misconduct. That would be Deborah Ramirez, a Yale University classmate of Kavanaugh's, who told the New Yorker Kavanaugh exposed himself to her at a drunken college party some 30 years ago. Ronan Farrell wrote the story and tells CNN it wasn't her idea to go public, but Democrats heard about the incident. She was concerned her story would go public. Now, as to that story... What exactly does she or did she remember, and what did she not? Mm -hmm. She remembers vividly Brett Kavanaugh um, laughing at her during this incident, uh, pulling his pants up afterwards. Another classmate who she identified uh, yelling down the hall, Brett Kavanaugh just put his penis in Debbie Ramirez's face. She remembers finding this extremely traumatic. She was uh, devoutly religious. Uh, She had not engaged in this kind of activity before, and it was a significant incident for her. Uh, So much so that, you know, even uh, given the fact that she was inebriated, not blackout drunk, capable of remembering things confidently, but inebriated, um, this was something that always stayed with her. As we are discussing it, and Hanson occurs to me, we, we need to post both of those articles I just tweeted to Lindsey Graham. We need to post them at armstrongandgetty.com. The confidence you have in a memory has no relationship with its accuracy. Now, how about so if you had drunk on top of it? Oh, and very, very drunk. Um, yeah. Which I'm, doesn't mean it didn't happen, but it means no, you can't right. convict somebody on it. Exactly, yeah. And, and you really shouldn't make very substantive decisions based on a decades-old drunken memory. It just... It's practically useless in an evidentiary way. 
DNA, I'll tell you, it is amazing. The Northern California man allegedly responsible for at least 10 sexual assaults over a 15-year period is under arrest thanks to DNA evidence. Sacramento County authorities arresting the uh, 58-year-old married man at his job at UC Berkeley, a job he had had for the last 25 years. What was he doing at Berkeley? He was a safety specialist for their environmental department. Oh, wow. So, and he and his 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 rape similar to old what's his name, the East Bay, where was he called? East Area Rapist yeah, or Golden East State yeah. Killer. Yeah, we're right. not I mean any rape is awful, but particularly over the top Extra awful. If you want to read the right. details, go ahead and look them up. But yeah. he was—he was one of those just creepos, a monster. And he did this for a long time, and then stopped. Apparently, yep. Nineteen ninety-one to two thousand six. That was uh, his alleged reign of terror. The investigation, as we mentioned, was nearly a carbon copy of the one that led authorities to arrest the suspect in the Golden State Killer case. The arrest came after the Sacramento County DA's office, their investigators entered DNA from the NorCal rapist crime scenes into a genetic geology website called GEDmatch. GEDmatch. So that's and it how they did up, it. hooked them up with somebody in the family lineage who had willingly submitted their DNA, and they narrowed it down. And then they looked at the family tree and matched yeah. it against suspects and times and places. Mm-hmm. And, Sorry, yeah. scumbags. You're not going to be able to get away with this anymore. Clock's a ticking. Because eventually, yeah. practically all of us will be in one of these databases. And way to go, law enforcement. Way to go. Yep. Yep. Keep keep it up. A seafood restaurant in Maine is under investigation for using marijuana to put lobsters at ease before cooking oh, them. Oh, my God. Because we have time and energy and money to spend investigating this Stony Joe's Lobster Hut. <laughs> was that a music festival thing yesterday? Yeah. They, had a, uh, they had food trucks around. Right. I got the tri-tip because I'm that kind of guy, but they had a, a, a Maine lobster one. I'd never seen a lobster food truck oh. at, a, at a festival. Customers at Charlotte's... I don't go to a lot of festivals. I wouldn't know. <laughs> food trucks at festivals is very common. Are you specifically well, yeah, looking at the lobster? Yeah, 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 yeah he's looking at all lobster. sorts of shellfish at, at food trucks. <laughs> well, you know, you eat lobsters in the truck like that. The customers at the uh, Lobster Point uh, in uh, Maine can uh, request to have their lobster sedated with the drug when they order it. The sea creatures put in a box with some water, marijuana smoke blown inside to help calm them down. That is ridiculous. Now the state health department <laughs> is looking into I love what it. effects. I love it, Marsh, but it's ridiculous. What if effects? you request it. Yes. So do they say, would you like him to be put, him or her? Would you like him or her to be put down in a humane manner or in a painful manner? Is that well, what they say? What we do is we put it in a special tank <laughs> and we blow like pot smoke in there. Yes. And there's a black light on and there's a poster of this super cool pirate ship that looks unreal <laughs> in the black light. Excuse me, waiter. Are you aware that lobsters don't have lungs? They do not breathe smoke. And after after they're like totally mellow, only then do we plunge them into the boiling water. <laughs> Uh, anyway, the state health department is currently looking into what effects the drug, the pot, will have on the lobster's health. Remember when I couldn't what? eat... What? Yes. That's why they're doing it. Remember when I couldn't <laughs> eat that crab that one time because I heard its last gasp yes. in the bowling water and I was so dis- just bothered by that I couldn't eat it. Right. You should have called me. <laughs> I had to come over. I could just <laughs> hear that sigh. Yeah. I could hear oh, all his hopes uh, and dreams coming uh, out of the pot. Yeah, well. I never went to Europe. I could hear it all right there. <laughs> now his meat's about to come out of his exoskeleton. <laughs> come here. Time for the old crack and suck.
Where's that little tiny fork? Give me that. You're like Homer Simpson. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, Pinchy. Oh, Pinchy, I miss you. Oh, you're delicious. <laughs> That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. May you rest in peace and in drawn butter. That is my wish for you. <laughs> the petering out coming up. We're going to play a drinking game. And get kind of wild here in the last uh, segment. Please, pants optional. I got a surprise for everyone. Oh, boy. Oh. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the of nation. Of the nation. So uh, we'll be leaving here in a few minutes, and we leave you today with Diane Feinstein having asked uh, Chuck Grassley last night to uh, delay the hearing beyond Thursday, which whether they'll agree to that or not, I don't know. Um, and uh, I can't imagine they would. We'll see where we are. Yeah. Yep. Ah, uh, geez, a lot of stuff we hope to get to today, but as usual, Avenatti's going to go on mm-hmm. CNN tonight, so his claims will either be the talk of the town or not tomorrow. Seems about right. Michael Avenatti, porn, creepy porn promoter on CNN. A uh, number of new laws in California. I guess the session ended in the syphilitic old uh, Governor Jerry Brown. Uh, according to some broadcast reports, he's I've, in the late stages I've, of syphilis. I've never heard that anywhere but here <clears throat> and from you. Nobody's picked up with that story, so we don't have a, what do you call that, a second source on the story? We have one don't source, one. and that is you. Don't need one. Oh, we have something, Sean? Uh, yeah, so this is one minute ago from Sarah Sanders, she of the uh, the White House fame. Right, just the perfect smoky eye, I remember. Yeah. At the request <laughs> of Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein, he and President Trump had an extended conversation to discuss the recent news stories. Because the President is at the United Nations General Assembly and has a full schedule with leaders from around the world, they will meet on Thursday when the President returns to Washington, D.C. There you go. <laughs> so as reported earlier in the show, he has resigned. Or has been fired, or will be fired, or will resign, <laughs> and is on the way to the White House right now, which it hadn't occurred to me, <laughs> is curious behavior because the president's in New York and everybody knows it. How did so many people report that he was on the way to the White House to put it, give his resignation to the president when the president's not there? Right, he's at the U.N. I, I knew that, and it didn't click in my head. You thought it had clicked in their heads, though, since that's what they do for a living. Yes. Anyway. So a number of new laws uh, passed in California, signed by the governor. Surfing is now the official state sport of California. Awesome. Blah, 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 the law reads. It also acknowledges the role of indigenous people in developing the sport of surfing in Hawaii and California. Whoa. Wow. Okay, good thing that's in there. Fine and dandy. That'll change the world. Jack, if you want to relocate... Does that make anybody feel better? Uh, Maybe it does. Yes, it does. Those who pass those things, because it makes them feel noble. If you want to relocate a colony of bees, Jack, you need to notify the Agricultural Commissioner in the county where your bees are going within 72 hours, rather than the previously stipulated five days. Mm. 72 hours, everybody knows, is three days. I used to like to wait four days before I told the county I'd just moved a colony of bees. Don't do that. Do not do that. Mm, No more. That used to be okay. Now it's not. No, I won't do that again. Also, if you want to relocate your apiary, which apparently is not a uh, uh, 
Place I keep my apes. apes, right? Yeah, I gotta cancel an order. Hold on. <laughs> Within, Where are you gonna keep your apes now? I have no idea. My neighbors are gonna be pissed. <laughs> well, I tell you what, it's gonna be way too small if you have large apes. It's for bees. Uh, if you're going to relocate your apiary within a given county, you now have to now notify the agriculture commissioner, whereas the notification was only needed before if you were moving between counties because of all the problems that have been encountered with, uh, you know, moving of bees. You wouldn't believe how many uh, bee boxes I see living out in the country. And oh, yeah. they'll be stacked. There'll be like 30 of them. Oh, yeah. I got quite a lot out where I live, too. Yeah. I like them. I'm pro-bee. Jack optometrists can no longer have more than 11 offices. A what? Optometrist. Optometrist, okay. Yeah. Also, optometrists now need a statement of licensure to practice at each of their branch offices. According to SB 1386, which has obviously been passed by some optometry outfit who bribed somebody for some reason. So would that be like the lens crafter people or somebody? They're, they just don't want anybody to be able to expand and become a chain thing like I they have, are? I have no idea. Nothing against lens crafters. I just, right. for instance. Um, it's probably something of that sort. Right, because yeah. 11, what a random number. Yeah, yeah. Burbank, Glendale, and Los Angeles can now consider horse safety when doing traffic planning in certain areas. They can. They must. According they to AB 2955. Right. Previously, I guess they were banned from considering horse safety when doing traffic planning. I doubt it. I doubt we need a law. June, July 2018 is officially declared Parks Make Life Better Month. Okay. Um, sadly. Boy, the <laughs> government does a lot of stuff that has zero effect on your life. And I mean zero I'm quoting Actually, it has a negative effect on your life because time and money was spent instead of doing things that you care about. And lowers the respect for all laws. I'm quoting the uh, San Francisco Chironicle on this last one because I really like the, uh, the writing. Parks make life better! Exclu- uh, exclamation point month. Sadly, this resolution, which boasted the finest mid-name exclamation point since panic at the disco, <laughs> was passed after Parks Make Life Better month had already come and gone. Oh man, we just missed it. Some of the brightest stars burn out the fastest, they point out. <laughs> Some of the stupidest too. thoughts with Armstrong and Getty. How's that a rave there, Brian? Is that trance? Is that the house? Man. Uh, here's your host, Joe Getty. Hey, let's get a final thought from everybody. Michelangelo, what's your favorite thought, sir? All right, today Joe brought in barbecue ribs, cornbread, and pie for the staff. I oh, love yeah. the idea of people bringing in leftovers from dinner and sharing them with the staff. So. More often, I hope you all like soggy fish sticks. Yeah, you kind of beat me to it. I was going to say Hot Pockets and uh, pork rinds. Wow, wow. Uh, chiconis. What do they call pork rinds in the, our Mexican friends? I don't know, but it's a delicious snack. Marsha Phillips, your final thought. All right, here we go. There's been a dizzying amount of speculation today about the fate of Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein. He's resigned. He's going to be fired. Well, now, a minute or two ago, we've got reports that he went to the White House for a regularly scheduled meeting of top government officials. Without the president there. Yes. Okay. Positive, Sean. Final thought? Yeah, bit of an index shake shake up on the market as some of your big fang stocks got classified as new sectors. Uh, most notably, Facebook, Amazon, and Netflix are now going to be in the communication services sector. Now, this takes it more from a value growth or a, but more value stocks, more kind of growth stocks. Okay. Yeah, all right. But adjust not, your portfolios accordingly. But they're not tech stocks anymore. Correct. They're okay. out of the tech sector. Jack, your final thought? 
This is going to be a, an historic week one way or the other. Joe's going to give it a grade on Friday. Yes. Going to give America a grade we'll on Friday. We'll know how we stand as a country. Uh, on whether or not you can boot a uh, Supreme Court justice for this. Because if you can, man, woo, where are we going to go from here? My final thought is uh, a vivid memory of my mom saying this at one point. Judy and I uh, got the house all cleaned up. We had a lot of people over Saturday. It was a great time. Uh, but my mom used to say, as we frantically cleaned the house and it looked fabulous, why don't we do this for us? Why don't we live like this instead of just doing it when other people are coming over? It's a good question, Mom. Yeah. Do some people actually live that way all the time? Uh, maybe. I don't know. Weirdo, you never know. Weirdos. Uh, see you tomorrow. God bless America. <laughs> this is a historic act uh, of uh, devastating incompetence. I will not sugarcoat this. This is a disappointing day for us. Big mistake, but not too bad. The fun level in this room is at an 11 right now, and that brought it down. The ride is over! The time for the clowns and the acrobats and the dancing bears has passed. Get away from here. Get. Get. Yeah, we apologize for our stupidity, and we really hope you forgive us for what we've done. Thank you, and good night. And the show's over. What? Bye-bye. For the record, for the record, the motto, what happens here stays here, makes anything sound awful and creepy by default. If you saw that slogan at your dentist's office, there's no way you would let him give you anesthesia. Armstrong and Getty, the voice of the West.